All right, well, good morning, everybody. I am Jason, and this is PRI Talk. Um, coming at you here this morning on June 1st. We made it to June. Um, I think there were 100 days in last last month. Um, kind of a long, it's been a long haul, but we're, we're here in June, looking forward to summer and whatever that looks like. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get started off here. <clears throat> I'd, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, my blog post from, from last week. And I got uh, several comments um, from from a kind of a handful of different people, um, but my, my blog post was was all about the new rules, all the new recruiting rules, and kind of how they've um, sort of failed um, in a lot of ways. And I make it pretty clear I, I haven't been a fan of the of the new rules um, for for the last year. Um, but but I did get some some reactions um, from some people. Uh, several people commented on the idea that they didn't like, you know, coaches reaching out to me and setting up phone calls and things like that. Um, some people are upset about those type of things that they're happening. And, and, and I'll just be honest. I, I mean, this was, this was a year in the making, right? So, and this is stuff that I've said from, from the beginning of these rules is, is everyone's going to try really, really hard to follow them and, and do their best. And then as we get closer to, to, to um, June 15th of 2020, and this was, again, last year when all the rules were instated in May. As we get closer, you'll see a lot of people care a whole lot less, right? <clears throat> and and this was going to happen through throughout the club season, okay? So during the fall, last fall, when the rules were new, everyone was doing their due diligence, following the rules and things like that. But, but like I said a year ago, um, once club season hits and we get closer to June 15th, you'll start seeing a lot more coaches not care and want to know. Um, and, and not that they don't care about following the rules, but they just, they want to know the information. Okay. So this was something that was going to happen all along. And, and even without volleyball, it's, it was still happening for sure. If we were, if club season had happened the way that all of us had wanted it to, this kind of thing would still happen for sure. Right. I, I would be at a qualifier and, and coaches would, would nudge and say, you know, something, I'm not allowed to tell you this, but you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff those conversations were going to happen. Um, and, and if you didn't think they were going to happen, then I, I mean, I don't know, they, but I knew they were from the beginning. Okay. And, and not everyone, obviously. Um, but, but, but that was just going to be kind of part of it. And so this was, this was expected, um, in, in my opinion. Okay. Um, some other people, uh, commented that they were disappointed in the discrepancies across the conferences. And, and again, same kind of thing, right? As, as, as I ask more questions, as, as my compliance looks up, can they do this? Can they do that? Is there any sort of, you know, rule for this or, or interp on this? And, and as compliance allows this school and that school to do certain things and this conference office says, okay, now you can differentiate between very interested and interested, you know, like, like I commented in the blog, what, what are we doing? Like the difference between very interested and interested might seem sort of small, but but in a lot of ways, that that's it's a bend, right? And and so once you start bending, you just you bend in other places. So, <clears throat> um, so there are a lot of discrepancies across the conference. There's a lot of coaches that 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 you know can't do certain things, and then there's other schools that can't. I, I mean, I talked to a coach that we're not even allowed to send an email, um, letting you know we're interested in, in, in an athlete. So, and that and that definitely is in their inter definitely in the interpretation that you can. So, 
So there's there's a huge variety of, of discrepancies here with, with a lot of these new rules and, and they might get panned out as we get going, but they also might not, okay? Um, well, am I adding to the quote-unquote fishiness of, of all of these new rules and kind of the gray area? And my, my answer to that is no, okay? Um, and I responded to this uh, in, in a comment um, to, to another coach. I, I am not a gatekeeper, right? So my job is not to hold coaches at bay and only let certain ones in and keep certain ones out. That is not my job in any way, shape, or form, okay? Um, it is not my job to filter, right? Um, so any email that I get um, that, that shows any interest or, or is directed or whatever to an athlete or their family or, you know, coach sends me an email and we have a conversation on the phone, that email gets sent to the athlete. And why? Because it's important that they know, Right. Um, I'm not sitting here going, well, that kid's not interested in that school. And so I'm just going to not forward their email. And I, and I have the same conversations with coaches when they, when they, um, ask me about athletes at qualifiers, right? It's, it's, uh, Hey, Jason, can you tell me more about this athlete? Well, um, I can tell you she's got an offer from this school, this school, and this school. And they go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably not in my wheelhouse. Right. So, so the, the information is, is really important. Okay. For, for everyone. Um, and for the athlete as well, but, but it's not my job to filter. Okay. So, and, and coaches out there, you know, one of, one of the reasons I do what I do is because I feel like I have a good relationship with college coaches and, and they don't want me to start filtering, right? You, you as a college coach or, or as a parent, right? You don't want me filtering schools. Um, it's not, it's not my job to go, well, I know this kid isn't interested in the school, so I'm just going to leave them out or I'm going to assume this kid's interested or, you know, this kid is better than this school or blah, 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 right? That, that's up to the family to decide, okay? And that's, and that's, a, I mean, that's a, a business stance and it's, you know, when I work um, for, for other people, like that's, that's my stance on it. It is not my job to filter or um, <clears throat> not recommend a school just because this kid is quote unquote too good for it or whatever, um, that, that it's not my job. That's, it's the family's job to take all the information. And so it's my, my job to give them all the information so that they can make the best decisions possible. Right. Um, I'm not going to be the gatekeeper. I'm not going to be the filter. Um, and I'm definitely not going to sit here and, and look at an email and go, wow, well, they didn't quite follow the rules with this email. So I'm not going to, you know, send it on to the kid, right? That's, that, that's a, a ridiculous notion for anyone in my position to take in my opinion. Okay. So, um, you, no one wants me to start doing that, right? No one on either side wants me to start weeding out emails that I think are too gray or whatever. Um, that's just not going to be the case. Okay. So, um, so that's that, um, <laughs> this is a huge disadvantage to some schools. It really is. Like I said, there, there's some schools that, that haven't been able to send emails. I've been told that you can't even send an email about a 2022, um, or, or that you can't ask a question, right? Some schools are allowed to ask questions. Others aren't. I mean, it's, 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 it's a huge disadvantage to some schools. Um, but, but it's the compliance at these schools that, that create this tension, right? As far as the interp, as far as one school being able to do it, one conference being able to do it. Um, 
And so, I mean, I always like, I, and I kind of point this out in the blog too, like the conferences that have been responsible for, um, you know, pushing these rules to the forefront of everything, I kind of go off their, um, you know, what they're doing, right? And I, and I communicate to that to other coaches I talk to. I said, here's the conferences that, that were pushing this thing to begin with, and here's what they're doing with the rules, right? So, um, and it's one of those things to where, like, I, for compliance, like compliance's job is to um, worry about their school. It's not a, to worry about other schools, right? I had a buddy of mine that he was telling me um, his compliance dinged him for using data volley on the bench, which if you know what data volley is, everyone in the country uses data volley on their bench, right? Um, that's totally uh, something that almost everyone does if you have data volley. Um, and he got dinged for it. And, and there was some rule about live statistical analysis. I, mean, I can't remember what the specifics were, but but he, he got dinged by his compliance. And he went. He was at his own tournament when this all happened, and he took his compliance over to the very next match that was happening um, you know, that day. And he said, look, they're using data volley. They're using data volley. Um, and, and their compliance told them, it's not our job to police them. It's our job to police you, right? So... So as, as if their compliance is telling them that it's okay, or if their compliance doesn't want to deal with it, then, then that's, that's what it is. Right. And, and that's, and that kind of stinks for a lot of people, but, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you there. Um, the, the other thing that got thrown out a couple times, uh, is this whole, whole idea of morality. Right. Uh, and in my opinion, and we can have a whole, maybe another podcast about this, but this, this is not about morality. Okay. Morality transcends the rules in the same way that integrity does, um, in the same way that integrity is about doing what is right when no one is looking. Okay, so so integrity is about <clears throat> doing stuff doing stuff the right way when no one's looking. Okay, morality transcends the rules just in the same way. Okay, if, if morality shifts with the rules, then it's certainly not morality. Okay, and again, this is my opinion on on the idea of morality. Okay, so so to even have a basis for having a morality discussion about following NCAA rules is you had to be one of these um, coaches that, or, or, or people in, in, you know, club or high school or whatever, that was, that, that before these new rule changes, weren't forwarding emails onto your athletes, you weren't the, the person that was the go-between for setting up times for the, for the kid to call the coach, right? Um, if you were one of these coaches that was setting up these phone calls where the kid was calling you, and now you're not doing it just because the rules. So that, that's not a moral issue, right? Mor- moral morality transcends all of those things, okay? And, and there's not. Uh, once we start getting into like the moral relativism of NCAA rules, right? NCAA changes their rules all the time, okay? Um, and, and so morality doesn't follow the NCAA rules, right? Um, that, that's again, that's just um, that's just my opinion on all that, okay? Um, and, and last thing about this, I, I did hear that there were some club directors at clubs turning in coaches, um, that, that they felt like were, were maybe breaking some of the rules. And, and I just think that's the most insane thing, right? I, I don't understand why we on this side would, would want to, or feel the need to be the, the NCAA rule police people. I, I don't understand that. If, if you think that a coach is doing something they shouldn't do, then, then you feel free to tell the tell the kid that, right? Hey, this is uh, the athlete, right? Just so you know, this what this coach is doing is is not of the rules, right? But but it is not. You can't call the the maybe you can call the school's compliance and and try to turn the person in, but I, 
but I don't understand why we on this side of club volleyball would think that, or this side of, of volleyball, of the sport, think that we have, have that kind of power to do stuff like that um, or, or that it's our role or position. Like let's, let's focus on recruiting and helping our kids get recruited more than, than worrying about whether or not coaches are following the rules, right? If, if they're doing something immoral, right, and we can have that whole discussion, um, then that, that's totally different. But being gray, um, I, I mean, being in the, in the, the rule area of, of the gray area of, of rules is, is not our, our um, territory, in my opinion. So, um, all right, so let's get into some more volleyball news. Um, last Wednesday night, um, the, the 26th, I believe it was, um, you guys all heard, and I posted about this online, uh, but the dead one, D1 dead period uh, extended through July 1st. Um, I've been saying this for at least a month. Um, as soon as they extended the, the dead period through June, there wasn't really a whole lot of reason to not extend it all the way through July. So once it happened and it was extended through June, it, it again, I've been saying this for a couple of months, it was going to get extended into July. There just wasn't a reason for them not to. Okay. And, and, and I think that some of their reasoning is, is because of the coronavirus stuff. And I think that in part makes sense. Um, the other reason that this is happening is, is because this is going to be a recruiting advantage, right? If, if all of division one is, is on some, some different playing fields, as far as, you know, this coach in this state, because they're having volleyball practice, right? So here in Texas, um, you know, we're, we're having lessons and we're having camps and clinics and things like that. Um, down in Florida, I think I saw um, some six on six stuff going on. I think two clubs were, were scrimmaging each other. And I don't know if that's true or not, but um, that's kind of what it looked like. So, so different states are at different places. Um, and that definitely creates a recruiting advantage, um, especially, you know, with these 2022 class and, and some of the 2021 athletes as well, you know, for those coaches that didn't get to see those athletes play a lot this club season. Um, it's a huge, huge disadvantage for, for a lot of, a lot of schools. Um, division two, um, the reason why they're on a quiet period and not a dead period, I think it, there's a, a couple of different reasons for that. Um, but the biggest one is, is division two schools are usually recruiting a little bit more regionally anyway. So state to state, it doesn't have a huge impact from, from state school to state school, um, neighbors and things like that. Uh, it doesn't have a huge impact because those schools are recruiting regionally anyway. So so everyone in all the Division two schools in Texas are pretty much on the same page, right? Uh, the Division two schools in Washington um, and, you know, Oregon, they're kind of all on the same page. But but Washington, Oregon, D2 schools aren't competing for athletes in the state of Texas, right? And athletes, schools in Texas aren't competing for those athletes up in Oregon and Washington. So it doesn't, doesn't create a huge uh, recruiting advantage one way or the other for that. The weird thing about the Division two quiet period right now is they are um, somehow able to work camps off campus. I'm not really sure how that works. I had a couple of discussions with some D coaches, division two coaches, uh, last week when all it kind of was happening and they were just as, um, flabbergasted as I was we're on a quiet period, but not really. Um, so, so it's funny, but, uh, but that's just kind of how things work in these, uh, unprecedented times and, and everyone's trying to, um, do what they can. So. All right, let's uh, jump into June 15th. Okay, so it is June 1st. We are here. Uh, the June 15th contact date is two weeks away. Um, I am excited about it. Uh, I know all of my clients in the 22 class are excited about it. All the parents are excited about it for sure. 
Um, it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to be a, a really, really good day for a lot of people. Um, so I am looking forward to that. Um, if you are interested in some tips and ideas on how to handle um, the potential June 15th floodgate, um, then go to privolleyball.com. Uh, I'm doing a seminar on Thursday night, um, RSVP for that, and, um, and, and you will get in. I'm limiting that to 15 families. So, um, so 15 signups and that's it. I'm sending out 15 emails um, for, with, with the link for the webinar um, that, that I'll be giving. So if that's something that interests you, if you are looking for some ideas on how to handle um, everything on June 15th, then, then please go to privolleyball.com and RSVP for that seminar. Um, and there's lots of, lots of other information on there as well. Oh, and if you missed my blog from last week and have no idea what I'm talking about, then go to my website, privolleyball.com and, uh, check out the blog tab there. Um, and it'll be one of the first stories except for today's story is, is going up there pretty quick, but today's blog is on June 15th as well. So, uh, it's a really quick read, but you can uh, go there and kind of check it out. Um, I did do a poll on Facebook. Uh, thank you for all the parents out there that, that responded. Um, I had a couple of my college, uh, coaching buddies ask me about this whole texting at midnight thing. Hey, are parents okay with it? You know, the, whatever. Um, what, what do kids want to get a text from a school at midnight? And, and I was kind of curious. I was never the coach to text kids at midnight. I thought that was a little bit, uh, intense. Um, cause I probably wasn't going to be awake. Right. And, and I also don't text people after 9 PM. So, <laughs> um, sometimes even eight 30, uh, depending on what it is. But, but I, I think that time is, is people's time and I don't buy into the whole texting them at, you know, after that, after that time. So, um, so yeah, I, I put this, I put the poll up on Facebook to ask the question, Hey, as a parent of a 2022 athlete, are you, um, okay with, or would you want a coach, uh, texting your daughter at midnight on June 15th? And what's funny is I got, I got a text from, um, a coach, um, almost immediately after posting it on Facebook. Um, and, and he said there should be an option three to your, to your poll that should read, uh, no one except the parent or guardian of the athlete of a, of a 15, a 15 or 16 year old should be texting them at midnight. That's option three. And I laughed cause that, cause that's kind of the whole idea, right? Is, is, is there a boundary there, um, that, that coaches are, are, are getting past. And I definitely fall into the category of, Hey, you know, we probably shouldn't be texting, um, 15, 16 year old athletes at midnight. Like I get, this is one day a year probably where that happens, but at the same time, that's just, um, uh, again, my, my opinion, Not, nothing wrong with it, so to speak. Um, but just uh, something that I, I've never done. I know coaches that do it. Um, and they were kind of asking me about it. So I did this poll, uh, and it came back. So 13 out of the 18 people, thank you for the 18 people that, that went in and, and clicked a button. Um, 13 of the 18 people said yes, that they were totally okay with a coach texting their daughter on June 15th at midnight. Um, now, obviously, it's not a very complicated poll. Um, that was the only question, and that was, that's the answer. So it's not, are you okay with the coach texting them at midnight for you know the next couple of years? None of that kind of stuff. But on June 15th at midnight, are you okay with a coach getting a text from, or are you okay from your daughter getting a text from a coach? And 13 out of the 18 people said yes. Um, 
which which I was pretty impressed with with that number. I kind of thought it would be a little bit more than 50-50 or a, around 50-50. Um, there were definitely some people that came in late and said no because um, I think at one point it was uh, 12 out of 14 had said yes. Um, and, and early on it was 100% yeses. I think, it w- I think we were 9 for 10 or 10 for 10 at one point. 9 for 9 or 10 for 10 at one point with people saying yes. So... Um, so it's an interesting idea, um, and that's one of the things that I'll, I'll kind of dive into um, with, with the blog post in the next couple of weeks and talking about in the seminar, uh, what that looks like, and kind of ha- how to handle all of that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so if you guys have any other questions about recruiting, please check out my website, privolleyball.com, and you can uh, message me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, to get a hold of me and ask questions, please uh, subscribe to this podcast or like it. Um, if you are someone who would also, you know, like to support the podcast and keep it going because you think it's helpful or beneficial, or you're just a big fan of myself, which is okay, um, then please uh, click the support button. Uh, the support button only shows up in Spotify and on Anchor. Um, I believe it does not show up on the Apple pod- on the Apple Podcast site, but on Spotify, on Anchor, you can hit the support button and help support the podcast and keep this going um, so you can have access to the information and tips and hints and ideas and all the information recruiting-wise going forward. So um, next week, uh, looking forward to uh, sharing with you guys um, a conversation I had uh, with a buddy of mine, uh, Greg Miller, that will be on next week, and we're talking all different stuff about volleyball. It was really a lot of fun. I think it'll actually be a two, maybe a three-parter because um, we started talking some hardcore volleyball, which was great. But um, but go check out the website, privolleyball.com. Message me if you have any questions. If you are someone who needs some recruiting help and you need um, more ideas, you don't understand the process, you're just getting started, okay? Uh, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Click the recruiting videos tab. Um, you can sign up to be a member of the website and then um, once you get in there, um, to access the videos, it is a $12 a month. Okay. It's really, really cheap. Um, just to have access to all of my education videos, all of my ideas, um, as far as helping navigate you through the process. Okay. Giving you the foundations and the knowledge that you need to, uh, make more informed decisions on the recruiting process. Um, so $12 a month, have all that information at your fingertips. Uh, the other cool part about that is if you do, if you are a member um, of the recruiting videos page, and you have a specific question, okay? So, Jason, you don't, I haven't found this answer to this question yet, or can you dive into, you know, this? I have this specific question. Whatever that is, you can message me um, what your question is, and then I will do a video um, specifically for you and post it on the website. So you will have specific answers to your specific questions. Um, on that recruiting page. So $12 a month gets you access to all the education, all the information, have your questions asked or have your questions answered on there as well. Um, So thank you guys for listening. Happy June 1st, and I will see you again next week. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the PRI Talk podcast. If you would like more tips, updates, and recruiting assistance, go to privolleyball.com. 
check out my blog or go to Parallel Recruiting Initiative on Facebook and Instagram. If you need recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you out. Please reach out over social media or at my website, privolleyball.com. And thanks for listening. If you found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or maybe you're just a big fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast and help keep the podcast alive. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely make that happen. Thank you. Thank you.